Come, Holy Spirit, inspire our souls with celestial fire, enlighten them. Teach us, O Spirit, to know that you, the Son, and the Father are one God, that throughout the ages all along this may be our endless song, praise to the eternal merit, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Well, it never seems an easy thing to be talking about the Trinity because of the way that it sort of skirts away from our reason to put it all together. My very first sermon after ordination as a deacon was Holy Trinity Sunday. And... uh, It was difficult then, and I noticed the same kind of difficulty in putting together thoughts for today. And yet, it is a grand celebration. It is a celebration of that reality by which we are included in relationship to God. About this difficult day... One of the clergy of Durham Cathedral, Michael Sadgrove, said, On Trinity Sunday, we realize the impossibility of ever doing God justice by talking about him. We ask too much of language when we expect it to carry this profoundest of all mercies. And he quotes then T.S. Eliot, someone pretty good with words, Words strain, crack, and sometimes break under the burden, under the tension, slip, slide, perish, decay with imprecision, will not stay in place. Sadgrove goes on to say, perhaps what the preacher on Trinity Sunday should be saying is that there's nothing he can say. And when we cannot speak, We must not speak. Sorry to disappoint you. I'm going to go ahead and speak. Uh, I I apologize. Uh, He's right, but I'm going to go on for just a bit here. I don't mind because, as I say, the relationship that we have with God is amazing, is our healing, and it is healing that we need Because to be a human being, to see what the human community is up to, the difficulties of this cosmos, it is an exercise in frustration just to move through our path of life. There are philosophies more ancient probably than anything we know about religion that think of this veil of tears that is our pilgrimage through life to be all about suffering, to be all about consternation and conflict. Sometimes they think of the creation itself as inherently bad and to be, to be wired around by transcending it. And yet our tradition, our religious tradition, is to see that there was harmony intended 
and harmony possible, even if it's eventual harmony. The Hebrew poet includes these words that we have heard from creation. And the radical thing about this different way of looking at creation is that the multiplicity of all there is in the world, the variance of all these creatures and all these other things, minerals and vegetables, is not uh, a byproduct of what's wrong with creation. It's a celebration of what's right with the love of God in creating in the first place. There is in that poem a very subtle message that out of the unity that is God's own self, diversity can spring, and it's not the ruining of anything. In fact, it is good. Once we get to the fourth and fifth days, we see this uh, species diversity taking place. We hear about the waters bringing forth swarms of living things, sea creatures, every living creature that moves, every kind with which the waters swarm. And then we look up in the air with the poet, and we hear of every winged bird of every kind. And we look around, living creatures of every kind, wild animals of the earth of every kind, and then eventually humankind in the image of God, male and female. And at the end of six days of creating, we hear the words, the pronouncement that has been repeated like an antiphon through the poem. It is very good. So we have the experience of life as difficult and problematic and full of suffering and misery. We have the declared intention that all of creation is intended to be harmonious and good. And so Trinity, to me, feels like a way of God saying, wait, let me bring you back to the intentions of how out of God, who is pure and one and simple, diversity comes forth. And the teaching about the Trinity is to show that how in God, one and multiplicity can be pulled together paradoxically. And behold, it is very good. We see how that in the experience of God, in the biblical experience of God, that God who is one comes to be revealed as God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And now these are the ways that we are brought toward God. Our participation in God is a rich experience. Today is not about the puzzle of God one and three and three and one. 
Do you like puzzles? I, I don't know. I, I like puzzles when they work, and when they don't work, I, I get very frustrated with puzzles. I'm not a Rubik's Cube guy, uh, but when they work, they're fun. But the Trinity, how God can be both one in substance and three in persons, is not a puzzle to be worked out and then we can all feel satisfied. Instead, it is a worshipful acknowledgement that we are being brought into a process of deification. That is, we're being drawn toward God and into God for our own healing's sake. This is happening to the believer. We are being caught up into this communion because God is in God's self, a communion. We're caught up into it, indwelled by God and indwelling in Him. We have that line from Holy Communion, this great thanksgiving, where we hear about how God is in us and we are in God. And we are also being opened up so that other people may have room in us and we in them. This is the healing of what we experience of the creation as suffering and to pull us into being the countering of that suffering. The community, which is within God, the person of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, is transforming us toward the capacity for creative creature community, harmony. Yes, I like it when we pray, grant also that we and all thy whole church may be made one body with him, with Christ, that he may dwell in us and we in him. When we get to the offertory today, uh, I I think we're really going to be hearing the best sermon of the day. It is the breastplate of St. Patrick, hymn, the poem attributed to St. Patrick. And this whole thing about the wonder of creation depicting the grandeur of God and the love of God and the harmony that God intends is something that comes upon the lips of the worshiper. And it's an interesting hymn and anthem because in it, he's moving through this Trinitarian testimony to our connection with God through the creation. And he gets to a place where he just moves the mood and and everything into an extolation that Christ is present with us, us in Christ and Christ in us. It's really a magnificent thing. We see that in this hymn, this Celtic hymn, uh, that St. Patrick first says, I connect myself with the strong name of the Trinity. 
I bind unto myself this day, this strong name, the three in one, the one and three. And then he goes around the universe in this hymn. And he says, I'm talking about faith, the incarnation, the baptism, the passion. I'm talking about the resurrection, the ascension, and the second coming. All of that, I'm taking it to myself by extolling the Trinity. I'm talking about the greeting that we'll have in heaven, the, the well done greeting, and the angels that are there, and the church triumphant there. I'm taking all that to myself. How? Just by invoking the name of the Trinity. I'm binding myself to it. Then he goes on around. He says, I'm talking about the starlit heaven, the, 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 the sun with its, its burning ray, the, the moon with its cool white beams. Those two I'm calling to myself. The lightning, the, the great salt sea, the eternal rocks, this whole creation. I feel part of it. I feel connected to the whole thing because I'm connected to the Trinity. Instead of diversity being a threatening, oh no, the diversity is a, wow, we're all one in God. There's another guy that this happened to, St. Francis. You can almost hear the same thing in his canticle of Brother Sun and Sister Moon. I think what happens to people of prayer is that they feel themselves included in the cosmos because they are included in the divinity, the, the, the nature of God, the participation that we have. So no, this day is not just a day on the calendar that we have to get through at the beginning of summer. It's not a way of defining and explaining theological terms like persons, hypostases, and essence, usion. No, it's not about those glossary of Greek terms. It's not about the apprehension of, of a dogmatic formula. The celebration of the Holy Trinity is about the Christian experience, our participation in a rich life, the life in which God, as God is in himself, discloses himself in Jesus Christ and enables those who accept him to participate in the communion of the Holy Spirit. So when Jesus says to his disciples, I know we're just a tight knit little group, but we're going everywhere. Go. Go in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Baptize in this name. Teach people everything I've taught you. And know this. Everywhere you go, I am with you. 
So you can see how scattering to these different places is really coming home into that one place, that one place of communion with Jesus. One kind of postscript, I don't know what it's doing in here, but the uh, new priest at the small church had the kids and was giving a lesson, and they were talking about this interesting ceremony, personal ceremony, this custom of crossing themselves. He says, does that, does that, what does that mean when we do that? And the one guy said, well, Father Pentengill taught us that it means that I am fully accepting this as this part of our prayers in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And then another little guy said, oh, well, Father Jenks taught us that, that when we do that, we are holding to what is said with our mind with our heart and with our strength. He said, those are really outstanding. That's good. Does, does it mean anything else to any of the rest of you? And one little guy said, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's our way of allowing God to slice us open so that his love can get right into us. So this is a day of celebration. It's a celebration that God sees to it, that we are part of God. And we can go anywhere and be part of the healing that we all need. We do it in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.